Welcome, and thanks for listening to the New Life Christian Ministries podcast. If you'd like more information about New Life or for more podcasts and other media, go to newlifexn.org. Well, good morning. We are, uh, let me welcome you, uh, first of all, if you're a first-time guest with us here today, my name is Pastor Brad French, I'm the worship arts pastor, and uh, it's a great privilege to have you here, we plan for you to be here, so we're just so thankful that you're here, and we hope that uh, you'll enjoy your time here with us, we hope you have enjoyed it, and will continue to do so. Uh, Welcome back to those of you who have been here, and uh, particularly those of you who were here last week, we kicked off this brand new series called Christmas at the Movies. How do you think it's going? Do you like it? Anybody? All right. I told first service too, every time I raise my hand and, and say, do you like it? And everybody claps, you know, nobody puts their hand up because they don't want to be that person, right? So everybody claps. I think that's great. But it has just been an awesome, awesome uh, series so far. And today I think is going to prove the same as we look at a, a yet another movie. And uh, what Pastor Chris and I have been doing with this series is, is simply this. We've been taking some movies, secular movies, and we've been pulling out truth based on Scripture and, and applying it to this Christmas season. And, and here's the amazing thing about movies, right? Movies are very unique communicators in themselves because what movies do is they take sounds, which we hear, and they take uh, pictures, which we look at, and they take language, and they take music, and they just put it all together and make this beautiful experience where we, we see it and we experience it, and, and a lot of times we'll leave a theater coming out and going, wow, that really, really impacted me. And, and for the most part, the reason that movies impact us is because all movies have a message. All movies have a message. You know, if movies didn't have a message or, or a story to tell, uh, I mean, what would be the point of making movies, right? Um, you know, I mean, with the exception of maybe Monty Python, I think most movies have a message, okay? Um, There might be a few more out there, but for the most part, somebody is trying to communicate something to us when they have made a movie, and so that's what we've been looking at through this series. What we're going to continue to look at is, you know, what, what is God trying to tell us from his word based through some messages that we see Uh, visually and as we hear them and experience them together for this Christmas season. Now, last week we looked at a Charlie Brown Christmas, and Pastor Chris uh, told us and and explained to us this point, that Christmas begins and ends with a Savior's birth. Christmas begins and ends with a Savior's birth. And in fact, what we learned is that Christmas, actually because of Christmas, we celebrate Christmas because God changed the world when he sent Jesus into the world to be born. You see, what God did is he sent his one and only son to be born of a virgin by the Holy Spirit, and he lived a perfect life, both fully God and fully man, and he went to the cross, and he took on our sin on the cross, and he paid for it there, and three days later, after he was buried, he was raised back to life again by the power of God, overcoming sin and death forever, and now, as we put our faith in him, as we put our trust in him, we receive his new life. But if Jesus had never been born, we would not have that story to tell. So Christmas actually is, starts and ends with a Savior's birth because it's so, so, so important. Now, that's how God transformed the world. And today we're going to look at, we're going to look a little bit more specifically at how he does it now. In particular, we're going to look at inside of us and we're going to see this point, this is the key, that God transforms the world through us. God transforms the world 
through us. In other words, he uses his church to share his influence, his impact in the world. And he invites us to partner with him in his redemptive mission on the earth. And Christmas time kind of gives us this amazing opportunity by which we can kind of look inside of us. And, and, and those of us uh, maybe in here who are a little bit kind of a harder person, like you don't really like to look inside and, you, you know, you're, you're, maybe you're a Grinch. <laughs> See where we're going today? Um, <clears throat> maybe you're not a Grinch, and, but you just don't, you know, you're not really introspective. You're not reminiscent. Here at Christmas time, a lot of us, we experience that, right? We, we come into this season and we experience a time when we can kind of maybe be willing to look inside and see what's really going on. And, and that's what we're going to do today because here's our take-home point for today. Christmas beckons us to examine our hearts. Christmas beckons us to examine our hearts. And, and here's kind of the underlying theme of where we're going today. We, we can't truly understand the real meaning of Christmas until we truly understand Jesus' work in us. Okay, we can't truly understand the real meaning. The, the, we can't grasp it. We can't wrap our minds around We can't, more importantly, wrap our hearts around the true meaning of Christmas until we understand Jesus' work inside of us. Now, the Grinch was a, a kind of a guy who he hated Christmas, right? He hated everything about Christmas. In fact, some could say that, would say that he loathed Christmas. And to loathe something means that even the idea of something, you know, just makes you sick. It's despicable, detestable. And the Grinch despised Christmas. And we're going to pick up in the beginning, kind of the beginning of his story and see what was going on in his life. So let's watch this together. Every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. The Grinch hated Christmas the whole Christmas season. Oh, please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be perhaps that his shoes were too tight. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. But whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve, hating the Who's. Staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown at the warm, lighted windows below in their town. For he knew every Who down in Whoville beneath was busy now, hanging a holly Who wreath. And they're hanging their stockings. He snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers, nervously drumming. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Now, just to prove that movies impact all of us, I want you to repeat, or not repeat after me, I want you to finish this... Um, song line, okay? You're a mean one. Yeah, and nobody sang that in tune because I sang like five different pitches, okay? So I apologize. But, but we all know that tune and, and we are impacted by movies. And in this message that we see from the Grinch, we, we see that he hates Christmas. And, and you know, the, the narrator says in that part that we just watched, don't ask why. Don't ask why, but 
Uh, we're going to ask why today, because the Grinch hated Christmas so much. And what that tells us, what it communicates to us is this, that deep down inside of the Grinch, something was severely wrong. In other words, his heart was really jacked up. He hated Christmas because for some reason, he was either hurt by someone or something or, and whatever it was, it transferred into the Christmas season and this idea of being with people and celebrating was just a horrible picture for him. And so something was really, really wrong inside of the Grinch. In fact, what we learn, <clears throat> what we see in him is, is, is this, that what was down deep inside of him was spilling out kind of in his actions, right? He hated, he hated um, Christmas, and he was, we, you know, if you've watched The Grinch, you know the rest of the story. He decides to go and steal Christmas from all of the Who's in Whoville. But here's the thing that The Grinch experienced, and it's something that we all experience, and it's something we don't like to think about very much at all, and that's this, that, that all of us have experienced heart wounds deep down inside. All of us have experienced heart wounds deep down inside. Inside. And what we're going to look at today is, is a passage of Scripture where Jesus addresses this very issue of, of heart wounds and what's really inside of us and how that uh, affects our world, how it affects the people that we, you know, where we live, where we work, and, and where we have fun together. And we're going to see that the centrality of the heart was very, very important to Jesus. And, and here's why the heart which, as the Bible defines it, you see, we, we want to take everything from the Bible. We want to know what the Bible has to say so that we can live it out and experience it together. And, and the Bible says that the heart contains at least three things, and these th three things are known as our soul, and, and, and this is what it is. It's our intrinsic being, okay? It's our, it's our will, it's our thinking, and it's our emotion, okay? It's, it's who we are, it's that unique part of us that God created. You see, some of us, some of us, we might uh, be somewhat similar in that we have the same hair color, or maybe the same eye color. Maybe you have an awesome beard like me. You know, you have something, uh, hopefully if, not if you're a woman, but, um, <laughs> but if you're a guy, okay? Some of us, though, we, we look the same. We might even have the same features, but inside we are completely different. There's nobody like you, and there's nobody like me. Because this is the person that God formed inside of us. But something very profound happened. Way back in the beginning of time, God created Adam and Eve, and they were the first two people. And in the garden where God had put them to live, God gave them every tree in the garden that, from which they could eat and, and just enjoy the garden and being in the presence of God. But there was one tree, God said, listen, don't eat from this tree. This is a tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't, don't eat from it, because if you do, uh, it'll be bad, Okay. So don't, don't eat from it. And here's what Satan did. Satan came along and he deceived Eve and he told Eve, listen, if you want to be like God, and of course that was very appealing. Don't we all want to be like God? Yeah, we do. It's deep down inside of us. We all kind of want to be like God. And, and Eve, you know, was like, yeah, I kind of want that. And, and Satan said, well, listen, if you bite this, you're surely not going to die. And so Eve took the apple and, and she bit it and ate it and then gave it to her husband who passively accepted it. And he ate it and and together, in that moment, what happened was Adam and Eve sinned against God. And what sin is, is it's a divine transgression of, of divine law. It's a, it's a transgression of divine law, I should say. And so what happened was Adam and Eve, in that moment, broke God's law. And when we break laws, there have to be consequences. 
And one of the consequences that we experience because of Adam and Eve's decision is this uh, struggle with sin that we have down deep inside of our hearts. And it's a profound suffering. All of us have it. And Jesus knew that. And that's why Jesus addressed this issue to a group of people, uh, a very specific group of people called the Pharisees, and then to a larger crowd of people because he really wanted to get to the heart of the issue. Okay? And that issue is our heart. So let's turn to Matthew chapter 15. If you have a Bible, I would encourage you to open it up. Uh, We're going to read together from Matthew 15, verses 1 through 20. We're not going to read the whole thing. We're just going to take it in sections. Uh, But I do want to encourage you, if you have a pen or you're using your, better yet, if you're using your uh, phone and you have the Bible app on there, I want to encourage you to open up because there's a couple of places I think you're going to want to maybe highlight a verse or two and maybe save it for later. or Maybe you can underline it if you have your um, book Bible, okay? (laughs) I don't know what you call it now. So, paper Bible. All right, so here we go. Matthew chapter 15, verse, verses, we're going to first look at verses 1 through 3. Here's what it says. Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrive from Jerusalem to see Jesus. Why do your disciples disobey our age-old tradition, they demanded. They ignore the, our tradition of ceremonial hand-washing before they eat. And Jesus replied, and why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? Now, Jesus knew that the single greatest effect on the human heart from sin was this thing called pride. And all of us know what pride is. We've all seen it in other people, right? But we don't see it in ourselves. Um, You know, like, especially if you're married, like, wow, you're being prideful right now. You need to knock it off, you know? (laughs) And and, and then your wife's like, have you looked in the mirror, you know? And... uh, Maybe that just happens to me. I don't know. But, but sin, or pride rather, is a direct result of sin. And Jesus kind of nails the, the Pharisees here. And, and the Pharisees are a very unique group of people because they were people who, they were Jews. They were a sect of the Jewish people. And, and they were very, very obedient to the Jewish law. Like, there was nobody more righteous than they were. They obeyed the law on the outside. It looked like they worshiped God every time the church was open. And it looked like they prayed like 10 times a day. I mean, they were like holy rollers if there ever were some. You know, and they, they would read their Bible every opportunity that they had. And every chance they got, they, they wanted to kind of come against this new guy who was, who was sharing this message that he was the Messiah, that he was actually God in human form, and, and that, you know, the Messiah had come. And so they would travel great distances to go and talk to Jesus and, and see if they could trap him into saying something that, by which they could kill him or throw him in jail at least. And so they would travel these distances. The same thing happened in this situation. The Pharisees came and said, hey, Jesus, listen, your disciples, they're gross. They don't wash their hands before they eat. What's up with that, you know? And, and it would be really nice if Jesus said, you know, wash your hands before you eat because it would make parenting a lot easier. Um, but he didn't say that, and I'm okay with that because I'm totally fine, like, going to the bathroom and then coming out and, like, having a sandwich, okay? <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all, okay? And I know some of you right now are like, I'm leaving, <laughs> okay? You know, we love you very much. Uh, we're very glad that you were here for this short amount of time, Okay? Let me promise you, let me promise you, everybody who does this right here washes their hands, okay, before they do that. But, but so his disciples, though, listen, listen, his disciples were making that an issue. Or, or, I'm sorry, the Pharisees were making that an issue with his disciples. You know, Jesus, listen, we have this tradition that we wash our hands before we eat, 
and your, your disciples, they're not doing it, and, and this is very offensive to us. And Jesus kind of nails them, and he, he gets right to it with them. In fact, look what he said. For instance, God says, honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of your father or mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you say they 